0: now the hope that we have comes about through and precisely because of man's sin this is just astonishing god brings hope to the to the human race by the instrument of their sinfulness which is the crucifixion of jesus christ this doesn't give us any uh, permission to sin and to take advantage of the grace of God, although we do very often, don't we? But it makes us realize that God's grace in love and mercy is so great that it can even use man's sin to bring about good. This is Colin Cook and How It Happens. Thanks very much for joining us today. This is a broadcast on the good news of the gospel, as described in the book of Romans. You can explore this book until the end of your days, and you will never come to exhaust its meaning and its richness. I would consider that the book of Romans has been given by God to explain and to fill out the message of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We're exploring Chapter 8, and uh, I welcome you to uh, join me every day, Monday through Friday, 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas, or you can hear the broadcast any time of the day or night. Simply go to soundcloud.com forward slash faithquest, soundcloud.com slash faithquest, or faithquest.podbean.com That's faithquest.podbean.com Those are free apps that you can download. So we're looking at Romans chapter 8 where Paul describes life in the kingdom of grace. And he's enabling us to recognize that we can live by faith in the resurrection of Jesus where the power of sin has been broken, the identity of sin, the condemnation of sin, the judgment of sin. We are no longer under it anymore. And he says that the whole creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. That's what we uh, explored a couple of days ago. And then we explored this, for the creation was subjected to futility, that is, God put the creation under a curse, subjected to futility, meaningless, emptiness, not willingly, but but because of him who subjected it in hope. And so God is not harsh and cruel and bitter. When he brings about that curse, he does so in order to bring us hope through that curse, because through that curse, man's sinfulness led to his um, uh, crucifying of the Son of God, and that crucifixion was God's sacrifice of his Son for the world. Incredible. And so, even the curse brings about hope. And then, verse 21 because the cre and this is what we'll explore today, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God now I've said to you the other day that when Paul talks about um creation he's not simply talking about birds and bees and skies and trees and flowers and the oceans and the sky yes all of that included but of course he's concerned about humanity because humanity is the creation that is expecting uh, for its its uh, liberty it doesn't know it's expecting that i said to you the other day that the chief occupational hazard of human beings is that they are unable to identify what's wrong with them. Just about every diagnosis they make of themselves is wrong when they are anxious or sorrowful or depressed or grieving. The, those are secondary causes, perhaps, that have caused those emotions, but the primary cause is this strange, unfulfilled state that we live in, a broken human state, and way under that, emo- uh, that situation is an emotion that longs for and cries out for the new creation where we are redeemed as sons and daughters of God. That is deep within the human psyche. And that's so much of what is going on. And that's why it's so important to be able to say to God, Lord, I know what's happening to me now. You have revealed it to me by faith. I am longing for your kingdom. I'm longing for the new creation. I'm longing to be a perfect son or daughter of yours. And uh, that's what's moving my heart and troubling my soul. And I thank you, dear God, that you have revealed that to me uh, through Jesus and the, ato- uh, and the uh, gospel. So the creation itself will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. I want you to notice that Paul is not qualifying creation here. He's not talking about some in creation, a few in creation, the redeemed of creation. He's talking about all creation. And from the book of Romans, especially chapters 9 through 11, which we'll come to in due time, we get the message of the salvation of all humanity, not simply a few, but all humanity. Some believe because they have been, the gospel has been proclaimed to them and they have heard it and they believe. But some are resistant, and they will go through judgments, which judgments ultimately will lead them to bow the knee before God. As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, every tongue shall take an oath, that in me alone is their righteousness and strength. God has made an oath that he will redeem all creation. So then comes this message, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs until now. Now that's what I meant when I said that the occupational hazard of human beings is that they are unable to identify what's wrong with them. Just about every diagnosis is wrong. Because the real diagnosis is that the groaning within, listen to this, the groaning within and the labors and the groans within are birth pangs, are birth pangs of the new age. Now, that's so incredibly interesting. The groanings within are not the end of the world, the world sort of um, s- slowly coming to its end by its agedness and its... A uh, constant state of sin and death. The groanings within are not death, as we have so often thought they were. The even the secular world talks about the um, laboring of the earth when it speaks about global warming and the death of the planet, and looking for people uh, supposedly on other planets, aliens to come and rescue us, or all of that nonsense. The even the world sees the problems of the planet and thinks that the pains of the planet are death. But we Christians, we Christians, men and women of faith, know that the groanings that are going on right now, the troubles in this world, are birth pangs. Can you believe that? Even Jesus himself said the same thing. When his disciples asked him what would be the signs of the end of the world, what would be the signs of his coming and the end of the age, he talked about wars and rumors of wars and sorrows and earthquakes and famines in various places. And he he said, these are the beginnings of sorrows. But did you know that the word sorrow there in the Greek is sorrow? The birth pangs. These are the beginnings of birth pangs. This is why Christians can look up and lift up their heads, for their redemption draws near. Even though we Christians warn of great troubles coming to the world, we are not pessimists. We are the greatest optimists that could ever be, because the troubles that the world brings upon itself, the wars, the rumors of wars, the famines, the earthquakes, and all of the troubles— we, in spite of all that, we know that they really are the creaking of a ship near to shore. We know that the, the situation of the world is on the verge of the second coming of Jesus Christ, where Christ will bring forth the children of God without corruption in them. Uh, new, uh, This corruptible shall put on corrupt, incorruption. This mortal shall put on immortality. There shall be no more pain, nor sorrow, or tears, or crying. The former thing shall pass away. Behold, God will make all things new. That's Revelation 21, as you know, verses 1 through 4. So we Christians have optimism. Now, granted, we have optimism in our pain and through our pain. We're not perfectly happy people. We are not blissful endlessly. We don't have our head in the sand. We're not pie in the sky idiotic thi- thinkers. We are people who, in spite of the situation in the world, have the greatest optimism in God. God is our refuge and strength, a very help a very present help in trouble. therefore, we will not fear even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though its the mountains shake with its swelling. And so, you see, God is our refuge even in spite of all the trouble that is going on around us. Now, this doesn't come naturally to have this kind of hope. It isn't uh, a hope born of uh, naturally optimistic people we are people of faith we don't believe uh, in uh, good things happening simply because we feel all fuzzy and uh, and good inside sometimes we are broken down by sorrow and uh, misery and trouble and yet we have the courage to lift up our heads and smile and to say Father I thank you that though my heart hurts like hell I praise you dear God that you are my refuge and strength that your kingdom is coming that the feelings that i have within my soul these are birth pangs waiting for myself my, the kingdom of god to be born in and through me dear god i praise you for your love and your care now this is training faith my friends it is training faith in based upon the gospel it doesn't come about automatically faith is alien to your natural spirit. It is a gift from God that is contrary to all that you feel, and it comes forth as you express it, as you have the, the, the uh, confidence to express it. It is uh, self-expressed, and yet it is God-given. So let us lift up our hearts. Let us have the courage to go unbelieving even in the midst of the dying of Christianity and the dying of the day. We have heard recently, I'm sure you've heard, that there are fewer Christians in America than there ever were shame on us, but we must not waste our time shaming people. We lift up our hearts and we say, God lives, Christ lives. Nevertheless, no matter what people think, we know this because he has revealed it to us through his word, through the resurrection of Jesus, and in our hearts that um, by faith. Thank you for listening today. You're welcome to support the program. I would appreciate it. If you'd like to, made, um, to make end-of-year donations, which are tax-deductible for 2022, you may do so. You please ask for a receipt, though, by uh, emailing me at, col- at faithquest at fastmail.net. You may send your donations to uh, F- FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado 8, 160, or you can make your donations online at faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. Thank you for all your support. The, don- the uh, broadcasts cost uh, $39 per 15 minutes. That's about $200 per five uh, five programs in the week or about 850 to $900 per month. Thank you then and I will see you next time. Cheerio and God bless. Yes.